Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of our Freelance Creative Exchange. <laughs> I'm Yenling. I'm Jace. Um, and today uh, we have our guests with us uh, over here, two of our very special guests. Okay, one is Kang, who is a artist uh, who owns the brand The Kang, right? And you are a freelance artist, designer, specialising in upcycled um, accessories and unconventional um, I, materials. I work a lot with upcycled and unconventional materials. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So do you mind sharing with us what you mean by unconventional materials, for example? Mm, I guess uh, a, a very good signature of my work is the use of cable ties actually to oh, create jewellery and accessories. Wow. I wow. do, I dye the cable ties into a full range of colours, so very impressive. Oh wow, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure. We'll come back more to that yeah. a bit yes. later. Uh, and But the other guest that we have also here is Bina. Bina who is a makeup artist, but you also specialise in uh, bridal um, fashion as well as creative makeup, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so thank you so much, uh, the both of you, to taking the time out today to of your very busy schedule, I'm sure, to come and speak with us today. Yeah. So maybe you can share a bit about uh, uh, what exactly is it that you guys do, um, especially in a freelance capacity. So I am the creative makeup artist. So my job, basically, I work with, um, like, could be singer to models to um, a regular woman that's going for her special occasions or anybody who just want to look good. So to me, like makeup is really that one thing that really give you that confident boosting mm. level. <laughs> and I think everybody loves to look good. So even for guys as well. Yeah. So even guys before going in front of the camera, they do need a little bit of like powder, a little bit of like prep and prime for, for the face to right. look good. So yeah. I've been doing it. Um, for over more than like 27, 28 years already. Wow. Yeah. So do you start out as a freelancer as well? No, I was mm. with a company, Estee Lauder mm. company. I was mm. with them for 25 years mm. before I decided to venture out on my own. Yeah, so I was like the first guy selling makeup at Tanks, so at Prescriptus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at that time, it was very hard for like, as a guy, like I just finished army. I was like thinking, how can I venture into... Um, you know the beauty industry and it's so hard at that time and mm. I managed to see an ad and I applied for it and at that time my mom thought like I would just join you know just for three months and then I will find other jobs and who knows that like, I stayed for so long and after that I went to MAC and I stayed for another 15 years you know it, I gained a lot of experience from there mm. so I find like my passion still grow over the years yeah mm. so basically that's my, my, my love for makeup so after Mac, then you left yes. and then you started your own freelance career in yes. a sense, right? So how long have you been uh, freelancing? It's almost coming to four years. Oh, so time okay. passes very fast yeah. when yeah. you're having fun. Yeah, right. that's right. We're enjoying yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> how about Kang? How about yeah, yourself? So um, talking about passion, I guess that is definitely my, my starting point as well. Uh, I... I didn't plan to go into making accessories, mm -hmm. but um, I am good with working with my hands. I do enjoy making things. Uh, that's that's a huge part of of why I'm actually doing what I do, just to create and create and create. Uh, the the thing with accessories is kind of 
I guess it just kind of happened. <laughs> I didn't plan for it, but through like making things uh, out of paper to begin with. So, and then some paper project turned into a necklace. Mm. Yeah, so that moment it just kind of clicked and then I just went all in to explore the world of accessories. But what was your journey like? Like, what was your starting point? Did you study something in fashion or the creative uh, I'm, I had some background in graphic design. Mm. Yeah, but I knew for sure I didn't want to do anything digital. Yeah, so sometimes it's not so much I know what I want to do, mm. it's I know what I don't want to do. Right. Yeah. Right. So at what point in time you decided it's good for you to actually have a brand for your accessories and for your, for your design? I guess um, it definitely started out a bit more like a hobby, mm. but um, I, can't, I can't pinpoint a time. I guess it just kind of like organic development. Mm. And then I realized like, hey, you know, let's, let's make this legit. Mm. Yeah, let's... After, of course, in the beginning, I definitely doubted my level of expertise and what I can produce. Mm. But after a few years, definitely, you, as you gain more confidence with your work, it's uh, definitely a good step to like register a business mm. and make it official. So how long have you been freelancing before uh, you decided to make it official? About... Five years official oh, already. Okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, so so it has been a while. Both mm. of you are quite considered freelancing for quite quite a while already. Mm -hmm. So, do you still remember your first client, your first client that pay you money? Do you still remember he or her? How yeah. how do you actually your land your first paid gig as a freelancer? I think it's through the years of like working. Also, your past uh, contact. I think those kind of networks helps a lot. Uh, especially Singapore is very small. Um, the circles and people already know like who is the in the market and when you tell people that you're freelance makeup you know people really know that you've been doing makeup all these years so they won't feel like oh you're just a newbie um, so I was kind of the first one uh, it's hard to remember <laughs> but something like I, last time I used to do theatre so I that's how I get to know like you know Joanna Tong so that's why when she went to take part in Sing China and when she come back and she needed like makeup, I helped her. So she's like kind of my like regular um, celebrity that I do quite a lot for. So I'm really proud of her, like making Singapore proud. And at the same time, you know, you can kind of like do a lot of project with hers. And we did a lot of things like from her TV commercial to her a lot of performance to her concert as well. So actually there's a lot of like memorable um, experience and um, enjoyment time because um, like even makeup is such a small thing, but at the same time, it's like a teamwork. So you always, I always cherish every project that I work with. So I, I always feel like sometimes you don't get the same team again. Mm. So that's why I always like take Wi-Fi and <laughs> you know, like try to document and put it on my Instagram. And you know, like through the years when you look back, you know, you're like, hey, actually we did quite a lot of like, uh, major projects and things like you know you, but at the same time you still keep moving forward yeah it's like you're so you're so involved with the day-to-day -day and the yeah. next project and the next day you know who you're gonna do next the next job yes. that after a while you just like you, you forgot how long it's been and mm. forgot the first job more or less yeah. <laughs> how about mm. count for yourself for me uh definitely can't remember who's the <laughs> first <laughs> paying customer but um 
I guess before I before this five years of full time, actually for many years, a few years before that, uh, my first few steps was to join a lot of pop up art markets mm -hmm. and that yeah. Mm -hmm. So so based from that period in time, I guess uh, I can't remember who's the first paying customer, but I definitely can remember the the general feedback that I got, which was pretty much quite encouraging, lah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the both of you have worked on a couple of jobs together, yes, have yes. you guys? Yes, it's yeah. true. Like a fashion shoot that I get to know Kang, and I'm like, wow, this guy is so talented. He can make accessories like yeah. by using trash bags, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in fact, I I think that that ring that you've got there on your oh, finger yeah. as well, that's that's one of that the material that you made out of trash bags. Yes, right? this is a, a snake skin kind of material that's made from trash bags. Yeah, mm. that's cool. So you uh, you also have a few different things that you have out. Uh, that you've brought with uh, yourself today, yeah, 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 so. <laughs> including a watch. I tell you, I've never seen a casual watch like that. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. As, as I said, my I started off being a very crafty DIY person. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this this watch is just it's been with me for many years already. Mm. Yeah. But is that like one of your first works? You know, you have a bit of nostalgia with it. I guess uh, this watch was from. My army days. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's just that it's got that old school vintagey look. Yeah, yeah, but the rubber yeah. straps never last. Oh. So one once once the rubber straps broken off mm. and then you see the watch face is still kind of functioning, right? Mm. So let's not waste it lah. Mm. Let's just do my own thing. Good way to recycle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, usually people, especially uh, unfortunately, Casio is like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll get a new watch. It's very, yeah, disposable. Yeah, then that's Let's right. not make it that way. Yeah, um, that's right. I like, I like how you're using something that's old and it's, especially if it has a bit of sentimental value inside, you know, you'd want to throw it away. Yeah. So does every accessories are made by yourself? Uh, yes, I've been a one-man show. Right. For like ever. La. <laughs> so do you deliberately keep it this way? Um I guess yes. So like you know, every piece I create literally mm. has part of my soul in it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For the moment, um I'm not producing in high volume, so I don't really need like a whole production line of people. But that one in that sense maybe it limits the scale of my work. But uh, that is organic growth. Huh? We'll just we'll just mm. leave it for the future. But mm. but if we're talking about having more hands on board, uh, it's definitely still an option. Just that uh, it's not a requirement now mm. for me. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I guess it's the same for you, right, Bino? Mm -hmm. Because the both of you are in in, in traits that are very personal. Mm. It's very independent in that sense. Do you guys ever think of, or for Bino yourself, have you ever also thought of? expanding like this is my team of makeup artists you can use it them. all depends on the projects mm. like the, um, the more recent um, like the media called countdown fashion shows yeah. mm. which i did the makeup as well because that one is like we have like a bigger um, models to make up plus i'm doing joanna tong for her performance so that one i did include a few of the, my freelance mm. makeup artists okay. mm. so it all depends on the project. If not, then it's always like me alone because sometimes you're just only doing a cover or just doing a, one cele celebrities or maybe because of the time spread, you can 
kind of like easily kind of uh, manage the time. Mm. So mm. I'm quite curious, right? You, you do work with a couple of celebrities, mm. uh, yourself included, also Kang. Do you guys, when you guys are engaged, is it more because the celebrity is the one who's looking for you? That particular person, basically, is the one looking for you. But I understand that you guys also do a lot of like um, fashion shoots that's mm. under uh, magazines or publications, you know. Are they the ones who engage you? You know, who's the who's the paymaster basically? Depending on the jobs, like for me, sometimes it's the magazine who will like source me directly. You know, like oh, mm. are you free for next week a fashion spread or a cover? Um, for celebrity, why sometimes they will also approach me personally, or sometimes through words of mouth, mm. like maybe someone they really know, like who's in the market and they might want to try you out. And uh, I think makeup is always about that connections. Mm. So if you can build the rapport and people see you being professional beside your reliable skills, like people can trust you and they feel comfortable, they will book you again. So mm. I always feel like, you know, it's always being professional. Yeah. So you're talking a lot about the return customers. As yes, well. because you, you always want return customers. I find that that's yeah. when you know that you're successful, even for Kang, if yeah. the customer keep on coming to him for more accessories from earrings, you know, to other stuff. You know, like, that customer love your design and, you know, there is a connection. Yeah. So how many of such customers do you have you worked with, Kang? I mean, in terms of, um, you know, always, um, um, you know, one thing, just your accessories. Uh, because there's so many other options, right? Yeah. So do you see a specific trend in terms of the celebrities that will um, like your design more like maybe those that is more eco-friendly or maybe those that are younger or your demographics yeah, basically yeah, of like your customers, customers. <laughs> yeah. for me currently yeah they, I definitely have a handful of hardcore supporters nice. I mean after a few years you definitely build up some supporting fans like I would mm. say yeah but when uh, I guess if you're talking about celebrities endorsement uh I guess that is a part of marketing that that we kind of have to figure mm. out on our own because celebrities, they do have their own system of stylists and, and managers and agents and whatnot. So um, I, I guess for my example, I'm quite lucky that I got introduced to King Hua. Mm. So she personally enjoys my work she understands where I'm coming from as an artist so she definitely does support me in that way by by having my pieces on her mm. yeah because I saw her wearing at her red carpet yeah, events right. yeah. she's quite supportive yes. of her. I guess yeah, yeah. Um, I guess some celebrities probably don't have the time to really just look around mm. and and do their research on a specific thing I guess uh, that's probably stylist or agent's job yeah mm. so on our part yeah we it's it's best to be out there and network just to get to know the people behind. so how do you, how important is social media to your trade of business well, my trade is very important because like for me it's like i always try to have like fresh content posting on my social media because I think that is one way of like, you know, it's almost like your Bino magazines, you know, like what you've been doing, what products you like, you know, um, it's all about sharing. So I think it's very important. And also like I do get like client reference through Instagram kind of message 
and I think that's very direct. Hmm. Yeah. How about yourself, Kang? How have you used uh, social media as well? Social media is very. <laughs> it's a very current thing. <laughs> you have to have it. But do you guys start realizing that? Like, how do you guys start in social media? Was it more of of um. Uh, okay, I'm just posting every day, just so you know what's happening in my life, that kind of thing. And then after that, then you found out, hey, this is bringing me revenue, you know? Or is it the other way around where you approached it specifically because you know, like, hey, this is, this is like my Bino magazine, this is my Kang magazine. Um, so is, is the approach that you take to it, which one did it come from? I think for my previous job, because I was like the Mac spokesperson, so we we are into like media training. So part of it is like I had to handle like the Twitter account. So I'm like the spokesperson of, of that brand. So even when I left, I kind of like I know like, you know, social media is very important. So it really how you brand yourself, um, how to make it interesting, the content. Um, so sometimes I don't like to just talk about makeup. I like to make it like more lifestyles and like mm -hmm. things that you experience or maybe it could be an inspiration that you see or you happen to you know travel and you experience something different. That can be also be quite interesting for me. Yeah. He's trained social media. <laughs> <laughs> for my social media, um I don't like to be outrightly trying to sell something. Yeah. Uh, it comes from it comes from me wanting to share my process. The process of creation for me is kind of a very important thing. So that's that's um, what I show through social media. It's mainly how how does how does this plastic bag get transformed into a final piece of accessory. Mm. Uh, I I. Yeah, I definitely do not try to post products and say, okay, this is how much. Da, 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 yeah, da. That's yeah. right. So what other tips do you have though? What, or what other marketing tools do you have that you guys have used for yourself that you find works, you know, any particular thing? Like you say, you, you find posting a, your process for you works instead. Yours is more of a lifestyle thing, you know, or do you actually have to, instead of being online, you you talked about networking as well and then going out to meet people. Is that very important? I think it doesn't hurt to meet more people because you never know like, you know, someone in the future might need, you know, a special occasions and then they need makeup or anything like or to dress up, you know, for yeah. a special occasions. They they need that accessory to, you know, uh, complete the whole look. So you never know. So there's no harm like making more friends. <laughs> I think word of mouth actually still has been the strongest marketing tool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um we are dealing with very tactile uh, tactile uh, I guess outputs, yeah. So a lot of things don't come through pictures. Yeah. It definitely for me especially my work, you really have to feel it physically in your hand. Mm. So yeah, client referrals. Mm. It's yeah. For now, it's been the the most effective marketing tool. So both of you are actually in, I would say, um, what may consider as highly competitive market, right? Mm. So um, for a 
maybe two parts to the question. First question is how do you then try to differentiate yourself, right? Because there's bound to be newcomers every day, you know, coming into the sectors. So how do you differentiate yourself? Then my second question then, of course, is then do you have any tips or advice for newcomers who are interested to be a makeup artist or to be a, you know, designing accessories? You know, how, how can they enter your, your industries? I find the... It's always you are the biggest, um, you know, challenger, you know, is your opponent is never be another makeup artist because I think everybody have their own styles, they have their own clients. Mm -hmm. um, it's always depending on individuals. So if you want to be a freelancer, I find you have to be, have that discipline, that drive and that passion that you enjoy doing. If not, you know, it will be very hard because you'll always be checking on others people's Instagram, what they're doing and you're not getting. I don't think that's very helpful. Mm. So I think it's always, um, you know, working on yourself, like to improve on yourself. I think that's more important than rather you trying to compare with your, the next peers or whatever. So whoever that wanted to do freelance, I think you really have to be extra hardworking because this is, there's no, no one going to push you. Unlike a company, like will always give you job and then no question asked, you just do it. Mm. Whereas when freelancing, you have to go and outsource, you know, you have to make friends and, you know, you never know the opportunity will just come and you have to grab it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think, yeah, um, it doesn't really help if you obsess too much about competitors, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they always talk about USP, USP. I actually, I find that term <laughs> very annoying. But... <laughs> <laughs> Never use. <laughs> Are people still using it? I guess yeah, yes, I right? In, in like the strictest <laughs> sense when you need a plan and everything. Yes, but yeah. uh, I guess as annoying as the term is, it, it kind of makes sense. Uh. <laughs> you really do um, need to find a, a perspective or, or a, a, a direction. Not necessarily be like completely different, but... Um, at least you yourself got to like believe in it and, and if that is what you're passionate about then you basically just keep true to that mm -hmm. and then I guess then in in that sense you are kind of moving forward with the passion and, and that direction in mind so shouldn't go quite wrong with that yeah because after all, it's something that I guess you believe it yourself, you know. So at a certain point, I think it's about not what about what other people are talking about. It's about where you want to go, right? Yeah. It's about what you want to do and the message that you want to convey in your work at a certain point. Mm. Yeah. So I, I feel that's very important. But have you guys have uh, encountered any challenges throughout the years that you... Yeah, I wouldn't say only through your freelancing career, but throughout career in in general, you know, to get to where you guys are today, you know, having your own very defined role, having your own fan base, having your own client base. I yeah. think definitely there will be because there is, you know, as a freelancer, sometimes you never know when's the next project's coming. Yeah. Sometimes there could be like down periods, you know, people might say that, oh, you have so much free time, but they didn't even know like, <laughs> okay, when you have a lot of free time, meaning there's no much project and that means there's no much of like income yeah. coming. That can be quite worrying. Um, so I always feel that, um, so as a freelancer, you have to take care of yourself. 
So I think like, you know, like doing exercise, looking after yourself because there's no like, you know, free medical. <laughs> so you have to look after yourself, do exercise, keep yourself fit, um, even mentally, you know, like just how to motivate yourself. So even there are times when you are like self-doubt or you're down, you know, you can read something like a self-help book. So sometimes it's just kind of like that aha moment again. And then you find out, okay, I need to keep on fighting. Yeah. Yeah, drought drought yeah. season is real. Yeah, it's yeah <laughs> for freelancing in general. Uh, you definitely need to be able to persevere through some of the more low periods. So, do you have any suggestions for new freelancers? How can how can they overcome the the down period? So, just now Bino mentioned uh, exercising. Use that that period to exercise, you know, acquire new skills. Then how about yourself, Kang? Is there specific things that you do during your down period? Mm, I guess for me, through all these down periods, um, I guess uh, it's just, just looking through what you have done already and just kind of re- regroup and and reinforce why you're doing this yeah so it 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 might be a bit demoralizing at times lah but you just kind of gotta take a step back just look at things in the big picture and then just press on so where do you i'm just wondering where do you get all the inspirations for your designs and all this is there a specific routine that you do to keep your creativity juice flowing uh, I don't take walks in the park. <laughs> I don't travel. I, do. I don't. <laughs> I don't travel that much. I. Uh, but I guess, <laughs> for me, uh, I like to play with patterns and textures. I learn a lot through experimentation. So um, sometimes when it comes to creative blocks, um, it's just uh. Don't stop doing, yeah. Even even if you think you're doing the, the worst job ever, but the point is to not stop doing, yeah. Some, by I guess, things will just kind of. Work out on their own. Yeah. It's way out after. A yeah. While. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how about yourself as a makeup artist? Mm-hmm. Do you ever have you ever reached this kind of moment where you suddenly have a mental block and then? You know, you don't know how to advance your skill to the next level. I think it's always important to like read more and see more. So for me, I sometimes love to go to YouTube and then like now it's the fashion season, you know. Mm. That's how you do all the backstage. So I know like that's how trend kind of evolve. Like, you know, what is the color for the seasons and like what's the skin like for, you know, there's always new techniques that's um, like when we go for like product events they always like showcase like what's the latest foundation what's the latest tools they also give you an idea like what is you know the trend that's um in the moment for makeups or in general like um the trends that's happening so i think it helps a lot you always have to like open your minds and to read more and see more yeah so not only like in fashion so sometimes even like movies to for me, I do like to like go for jogging, walk in the park. So even when I look at flowers or plants, I like to see the colors formation. Mm. Because sometimes like when you're thinking of like, okay, I've been using a lot of like the same combination for the eyes, then you think of these flowers or that this beautiful rainbow or, or whatever that you have ever seen, you know, or sometimes even when you walk along the street and you see this 
girls have this beautiful eye makeup and you're like, oh, okay, this is refreshing. I can learn from that and things like that. So I, I do have this question. Both of you are in, um, or your, your craft, uh, what a lot of people view are hobbies mm. in a sense mm. you know people think of it as things I do in my spare time or you know uh, when I really have nothing to do but you guys have made a career out of it um, uh, but are there you know how did you do that but first of all and are there any misconceptions from people because of the things that you do for me it's not comments it's more like encounters like because we are providing service sometimes they expect you to do it for free you know <laughs> yeah. like you know yeah, yeah you know like common. okay you can do hair makeup you know this is this and we just give you credit so sometimes they've forgotten like you know freelancer <laughs> we offer our time and the skill yeah. so sometimes i think the market does not educate enough to you know always yeah. asking for free service yeah so how do you how do you respond to that that comment i I think sometimes depending, sometimes we do it because like we want to kind of like maintain connections. But after a while, sometimes you must learn to say no. Um, already like, you know, if you've been in the industry for long enough and you find that if you really need to do this job or not, if really you're so free and you're willing to help that person, then of course you're going in with your eyes open. If not, then I think you can wait for the next project to come. Mm. Yeah. How about Kang yourself? Have you heard of any... Mm. Misconception about. I guess since I make accessories, right, most people just go, oh, Taobao can get ready. Oh. <laughs> uh, I guess to them, I would say, sure, then you go ahead and get something from Taobao. Because mm, then I guess you're not my target market. La. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to let go, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why we talk a lot about like educating the consumer. So that's why I like to share a lot of my process. Um, when I used to heavily do pop-ups, it was like, I always, it's like I'm giving a guided tour in a gallery. Mm -hmm. I'll always explain my work, how this came about, and these are made from this hand. It's not in like some factory in China being churned out in like high volume. So definitely uh, educating the consumer is still quite important. Yeah. But since you, you spend so much time and effort to making every accessories, I'm, I'm sure, you know, um, so, so how do you actually price yourself in that sense? Um, do you actually do comparison with other accessories in the market? Yeah, the same for Bino as well, right? Because, yeah. I mean, they, they always talk about in-market rate and everybody will, you know, we get a lot of questions also from freelancers. What's your market rate? How do you price yourself? You know, what's your, what's your answer to that? <laughs> we have our answer. We want to hear yours. <laughs> Pricing is tricky. Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think also depend on the client's um, budget. Mm -hmm. So whether the person is like um, a regular woman who's like, for my case, it could be a, like a regular woman just wanted a makeup for her special dinners. And, and then sometimes I will communicate. I think it's very important. Like you ask her, like, of course, like a fair amount not like you know some very very low amount that mm. you feel that it's not comfortable for yourself because it's your you're just wasting your time and then yes. yeah so i think you just have to be like trade fairly in in that sense like of course if it's a bigger commercial jobs then i think they should then provide a better amount because of like maybe depending on the time because you might have to work from morning to all the way to the night time yeah. So depending on the hours as well. Do you have clients who always bargain down your price? 
I think like even when you do brighter, yes, they always ask for like, you know, can it be like <laughs> better rate? And how about after you give her a better rate, oh, does it include my sister, my mom? <laughs> so they always ask for like such things. Yeah. <laughs> is there a lot of bargaining? Or no? I think uh, if you are confident in your skill set, definitely don't undervalue because it kind of spoils it for everyone else. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, I guess when it comes to pricing, it's definitely a very, very tricky thing. But I guess as the years go along, definitely the price will only go up. Lah. So in the years, in the coming years, you know, what do you see the industry becoming in both of your uh, respective uh, careers or your the, the industry that you guys play in? And where do you see yourself going to as well? in the next, like, say, five years? Are you guys hoping to, for you, maybe um, expand your brand, maybe have a few, uh, the output is a bit more, or maybe even for you, Bino, you know, to have a new makeup line, for example? Uh, is that anything that you have plans for yourself? For me, I like to be in the moment. So sometimes I don't really like to think so far. Like, sometimes you kind of, like, just disappoint yourself if you tell yourself, like, you know, like, Oh, okay, by this year I must do this, 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 this. Because sometimes you never know what throw at you. So I enjoy that moment. Like, you know, a client can just call up to you and it could leap from one thing to another. So that's the beauty of it, which I love it. So rather than you always tell yourself that you always have to hit higher and higher, sometimes it could be quite uh, a letdown for yourself. Yeah. So rather, I, I would. I love the idea of like sometimes you nurture from a client to become a friend to, or even a celebrity is like become so so close to you. You know, it, it becomes like you know you can talk about anything, which I enjoy that kind of relationship. Um, I think that's what I treasure more. It's yeah. always like an ongoing journey. Mm-hmm. I personally don't see where I'll end up in five years, but uh, all I know is I love what I'm doing. So. Definitely, what I want to do is to always be creating. It doesn't necessarily always have to be accessories. I'm definitely open to any other projects, larger scale projects or homewares or whatnot. So for me, the creation process is the, it's definitely the ongoing theme that needs to happen. Yeah. So is this something like, um, you mean you've got, you guys have been through your own journey of being a creative and being a freelancer and having your own brand in that sense. Is this something you, that you would actually encourage a lot of people to get into uh, uh, being, be it a makeup artist, a accessories or fashion designer, or just being a freelancer in and of itself? Mm, I think it could be a very tough question because you have to ask yourself because it's definitely not easy. Um, when you have a full-time job, there's always a pay coming in. You don't have to think about you know the next pay. So I think when you're a freelancer, you really have to budget yourself. You cannot like overspend. <laughs> so like that's why I say you have to take care of your health because you cannot afford to fall sick. You know, that's true. I ever fall sick and then I still have to do makeup because you, you just mm. don't want to disappoint the clients and you also feel that you know it's. Sometimes clients hard to come by and you just don't want to let go. Um, yeah, so I think it's not easy until you have kind of like, I think it helps that when you work a period of time with a company, 
So like for my case, because I just didn't want to give up my skill set, um, I find that since I'm no longer happy with my, you know, company working there, I feel that I can venture out. Um, since this is something that I have with me, so I just want to see how far can I go. Mm. So, you know, I tell myself at that time, like, maybe give myself one year. So after one year, it seems okay. So maybe I can still continue because you, know, you never know. Um, if not, I can just go and find another jobs. But maybe you just won't be that happy, but just because of the pay, right? Yeah. To, to get by. So Singapore is actually a very small place in that sense. Um, but does that actually kind of hinder your your creative needs, what you want to do? Do you, do you think that that is uh, very limiting? For, for you and have you thought of actually venturing into the international arena definitely helps to expand mm. to a more regional or international level but right now I feel in Singapore there are still plenty of opportunities mm. yeah That's good. my case I think with a lot of like you know magazine clothes definitely you can feel like you know the print industry is like really kind of like sunset and very slow so that's why now there's a lot of like digital um, platform and more requests for even campaigns that i recently did for new balance is more on like a digital so rather than you see like a print ad so i can see like you know it's more moving towards that directions yeah. so yes of course like singapore market is very small and sometimes the 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 payment is very limited so it always helps if you can venture out um, overseas, I, s- I always feel why not, yeah. So if let's say you were to venture, which are the countries that you are actually you think is is the most natural step for Singapore makeup artists to actually consider moving into? I won't specify like which country because like you know makeup can be anywhere. You can go to Dubai or you can go to Australia, US. You know, it, there's always a need. So it always depending on the opportunities arise. Um, and how you network overseas or mm. your, the clients that is where they're from and sometimes you have to have that flexibility you won't just choose a country mm. so yeah. when someone book you you know are you willing to come to China to do a client of course you, you will say yes or yeah. you know if the budget is correct and things like that of course you will go so it's where the demand takes you yes yeah. and basically at this current climate I guess like you know citizens of the world so it becomes like the the whole country boundary sometimes it gets a bit blurred out. I literally have customers who are Singaporeans but are based in US or based in Australia. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah, everybody's just So they order matter. and then you ship it over to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So is there any current project that you're working on right now? Or maybe can you like share with us? Are you working on any new texture or a new design that's like currently um I'm trying to work on something a bit larger scale mm. along the lines of being of upcycling and being eco friendly. So I uh, probably cannot say too much about that, but uh, <laughs> trade secret. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, but it's definitely something larger scale, like uh, almost like installation in rather than a wearable piece mm. of oh. accessory. Yeah, so that's 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 definitely literally bigger and yeah more. more but recently fun. we worked together on uh, Inchua her latest oh, yeah, music video, that, yeah, Sun and great. Moon. So yeah, so. 
I did the makeup and he provided the accessories for mm. her wardrobes and all that. So that was a fun collaboration. So I love to work with Singapore designers like like Peter Kaur, you know, Sabrina Go. So um, yeah, that's always fun to support local fashion no, designers. Yeah. Right. The, the, the support is the important part. I mean, it helps for everyone to gather and then that energy just kind of multiplies yeah. and I can imagine. So exciting to see the new things that you have coming up. <laughs> right. But thank you so much for all the sharing and I'm sure our audiences have picked up a tips or two from you. Um, we just have one last question and this is the question that we post to every uh, one of our guests who attended our podcast. So the question is, if you can give one piece of advice to your younger self, whether is it when you're working you know, or just starting out, so what would you tell yourself? What is that one piece of advice you would tell us, your younger self? I think being true to yourself is very important and um, knowing what you really like. So I find that um, if you like what you do, really, you know, it, it shows. So you, there's no Monday blue for me. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's more like you enjoy the work. So even if like for me, sometimes it's very uh, tiring because like although makeup is very small, but when you add them up, it's, it's very heavy and you have to travel with that and um, you just do your work and there's no complaint. So you won't uh, tell your, your parents or your loved one that, you know, it's so hard, you know, doing my job and things like that. You know, it shouldn't be that. So be true to yourself, I think. I think for me, the one piece of advice I'll give my younger self is to speak up and ask for help. As in, not, not to be shy about asking for help. Yeah, it, it definitely sucks to kind of suffer in silence and by yourself. But asking people for help is, is nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for all you know, the help will come very readily. People are just waiting. Yeah, yeah that is the house. thing. Yeah, you, you, you might have reservations about uh, you're annoying someone, uh, they might not be able to help you or they're not willing to help you, but it definitely doesn't hurt to just ask. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are also very embarrassed, especially in an Asian society, I think. A lot of people is, are thinking, oh, I shouldn't bother someone. A lot of face. Yeah, yeah. face issue, face you know. Issue. Yeah. But after what, you realise that people really don't care if you're asking for a bit of help say yeah sure I'll be very happy to help you yeah Yeah. alright great thank you so much for the time yeah so really glad that you all can join us uh, at these sessions Um, so thank you for our audience also for tuning in to another episode of our uh, freelance creative exchange yeah so if you have liked this episode please go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe to us so that you can see um, other episodes and other freelancers that we talk to also you can um, also leave a comment if you have any questions for Kang for Bino or even for us you can leave a comments below yeah and let us know what you think about you know uh, some of the accessories that you have or you know some of Bino's works so we'll leave a link down below uh, in the description for where you can find some of their works or even their Instagram profiles yeah but uh, to the next episode next week see you see you bye, bye.